Welcome to the Equipped Agronomy Podcast, where we bridge the gap between seeding equipment and agronomy, uh, as presented by Borgo Industries. My name's Curtis DeGoyer, and we also have Jeff Strukoff. Hello, hello. With us today. So today, Jeff, we're going to be talking about phosphorus stratification. Really? Yeah. What, what is that, Curtis? Phosphorus stratification, well, we're going to get into it, but essentially, it's phosphorus that is located in layers, stratification is layers, but in this particular case, phosphorus is going to be trapped in the first, you know, inch, two inches of the soil, the top layer of the soil. Now, why can that cause a problem? How we got to that point, And then what can we do about it? I think that's kind of a good layout for this episode today. Sure. So phosphorus stratification is nothing new. Uh, you can look up some of this work many, many years ago. Actually, Alberta did a lot of work on this. Guys like the name of Elson Solberg has been flaunting this a little bit, saying this is a big problem. Um, why did this come to be? Why are we getting phosphorus trapped in our top inch or two of the soil? Now, if you joined us on our last episode, we, did, we were talking about pho- phosphorus and where it's been placed in the past. And majority of the phos, maybe even to this day yet, we talked about uh, you know, splitting FOSS between seed row and mid row, but most of it's always been placed in the, in the seed row, right? On every crop that we've ever put down, we want it close to the seed, uh, you know, because we, we want that pop-up effect, uh, but that's how it's been replaced, going down the seed row. Well, how deep are we seeding typically here in Western Canada? Well, usually not deeper than an inch and a half. Definitely not deeper than an inch and a half. A lot of our canola is... Unless you're doing pulses, but for the most part, you know, guys are seeding in that top inch. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so... We've been taking off all this phosphorus, all nutrients in general, you know, roots are growing down, you know, two, three feet, pulling all these nutrients out and replacing this little bit in the top couple inches. I would say that's, you know, a pretty good reason why, where we are today and why we're getting phosphorus trapped in the top couple inches. And back up to that, I may be making an assumption that, you know, everybody's soil is like this. I don't know that for sure that it's trapped in the top couple inches, but it would be interesting if you do soil tests, get whoever it is, or if it's yourself, to do a soil test on your on your land, pick a quarter. So if you're doing zero to six, zero to eight, get them to split it up in that probe, two inches, separate that, zero to two, and then go two to four, and then go four to six or four to eight, and separate that into three little bunches there, and then send that away. And then you'll see if you got stratification. That's how you can tell, right, if that's happening. And there's a pretty high probability that there's that's, a pretty what, good probability. That's, what, that's what you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it. We did that. We're going to jump into the trial, but just to talk about the soil test itself, uh, we had a zero to eight composite soil test, like so the full zero to eight inches, five parts per million, five parts per million in the soil and that whole thing. Then we had it split up zero to two, two to four, four to eight. Zero to two, we had 16 parts per million in that zero to two. Well, that's all right. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Two to four, we had six parts per million. It's like, well, okay, well, now we're getting, you know, kind of very close to that five. Well, four to eight inches, we actually only had two. So half mm-hmm. of that soil sample was at two parts per million. Yeah. That's pretty low. Anything below, what did we establish? 12 parts mm-hmm. per million were low. So we were already single digit, but now majority of that is actually concentrating in the top two inches of the soil. So you can kind of see what happens when you actually take a composite sample and you mix all those samples together and you get a composite number. So... Yeah. yeah. I mean, not too often do people split it up in the depth-wise, right? But it's a good exercise. No, it's an excellent exercise. It's a good exercise to do that. And so now why does this 
why does this pose a problem? Because that's all fine and dandy, right? Okay, well, what does it matter? We got roots in the top couple inches, right? Yeah, till the soil dries out. It was a leading question, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You yeah. just totally baited yeah, me right I teed you the... up, and you knocked it out of the park. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Foss, in order for it to get into the plant, needs soil moisture, right? It's still, Foss, that's how it gets into the rooting of the plant. It, it goes through the roots via, you know, the moisture, and then that's how it goes up into the rest of the plant. That's how it can get in there. Uh, if you don't have moisture, guess what? You're not getting any nutrient uptake out of that portion of the soil. Well, typically soil doesn't dry out from the bottom up, mm. top down. Well, now we just have all of our FOSS nutrients in that top two inches dried out. Guess what? Roots aren't getting there. Yeah. So now we've got ourselves in a, in a bit of a predicament here where, you know, we're already low. And, you know, depending on the length of time that the top two inches is dry, you know, all of a sudden you get a rain. Well, then all of a sudden access is granted again, but then it dries out again. So, you know, I don't know how, how, it was very interesting actually just having that uh, soil sample broke apart like that just to see how the stratification actually happened. Yep. Yeah, and we can kind of understand why or how that's happened, right? Yeah. So now plants, there are certain crops that are going to be more, uh, better at, you know, taking out of those top couple inches even. Um, you know, canola's got pretty good lateral root system. Soybeans is a very good scavenger. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know, it does scamper along the, mm-hmm. along the top. That's where, you know, there's a lot of research on soybeans in general too, where, you, you know, phosphorus fertilizer application doesn't really improve the yield or response. There's not a big response to phosphorus because it can scavenge so good. Well, that could be explained a little bit, I think, by the fact that it's, it can scavenge not only in the, all the soil profile, but mostly in the top of the soil. And that's where most of our phosphorus have been. Yep. Right? So, you know, crop dependent. Wheat, on the other hand... You know, it's, you know, kind of has more of a lateral growth or a, you know, vertical, I guess, kind of a, what do you call it? 45 degree angle downwards, right? It doesn't really have those roots, those lateral roots that really go across the top. So it might be a little bit more prone. We're going to find that out a little bit more here uh, in, in this trial we're going to chat about. So, you know, okay, so why we are, what's going on? Why, how we got to that point? Well, you know, what can we do about it? Right? What's the, what's the answer to this? And, and we had kind of touched on this a little bit, uh, potentially, and maybe we'll discuss a little bit on this whole splitting of phosphorus, where we had some in the seed row, some in the, the mid row banders, where we've been seeing a response to that, uh, to the split. But is there the potential that we're actually getting a little bit of response because we got that phosphorus down deeper in the soil with the banders? Yeah, typically right? your mid row banders actually, because you're putting nitrogen in that band too, you're putting it at a a deeper depth just to make sure that you don't lose any volatilization. So exactly. all of a sudden you put some phosphate in moister soil, maybe access to that is extended because of the fact that it's in moist soil. Yep. That's a theory. That's, the, you know, I think it plays a role in it anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that that's could be a potential, but we wanted to expand that theory a little bit more. So we, we did our own test then, right? Yeah, maybe you should just jump into and outline what the, the trial was that we actually did this year. So what we did with this deep FOSS test was we had uh, 25 acres of land that we set aside. And we said, okay, we're going we're gonna to apply this first. It's going to be a multi-year thing, all right? So we're not just a one-year uh, test. So we had a SPS 360. So it's basically a beefed-up cultivator with hydraulic trips on it so we can get her deep. Uh, 
put an air kit on it, have our leading cart on there, and we set it to go five inches deep. So we had four different treatments. We had our control, which we did nothing. Uh, we did nothing other than our normal seeding, which was still putting on phosphorus. So in this particular case, the drill we have has seed on its own, 50 pounds of P205 in the sideband, and we had all of our nitrogen going down the banders. So but those, those strips were direct seeded. Direct seeded, yeah. There was no tillage that nope. was done before. No, exactly. Correct. So it's the control. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then we had our deep application of FOSS. We're putting on 100 pounds of P205 at a depth of five inches. So hopefully getting into those areas that are lower in FOSS. And then if the soil dries out, well, I can still get access. So we put 100 pounds P205. Five inches deep in the ground. Five inches deep in the ground. Broadcast, we have a broadcast one. That's our third application. So we just had those openers up and we just drove over the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't work up anything. Didn't work it up after broadcast. And then we seeded across it then. Yep. Okay, so that's our third. And then we had a worked uh, treatment where we only put down, well, we put down nothing. We just worked the drill. Worked right? the drill just to get tillage, just to see if that was making see a difference mixing, as well. Maybe we can mix up some of that top couple inches, work it down, work some of that FOSS down into a deeper part of the profile there. Uh, so those were the four. A control, a deep application, a broadcast application, and then just a worked application. Replicated three times. Replicated three times. So those are those are 40 foot wide. Uh, and then we seeded crossways, perpendicular, perpendicular to them, yep. right? And the reason we did that, so that, yeah, they're all they're all the same. And then when it came to harvest, well, then, of course, we harvested down the way that we had set up these strips in the, yep. in the ground. So cool trial. What do we see? Visually, we actually did start to see some differences in the flowering. Uh, got some cool drone shots here. Uh, Actually, what was really cool about that is when you put the drone up, you could see the direction of seeding, and yet those strips still showed up. Big time. Uh, crossways to the to the way that they were actually seeded. Yeah, so you knew you were getting some kind of a response. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Looking at it right here, it's very, very evident. And and the strips where we had the deep FOSS application showed up, mm-hmm. right? Kept flowering a little bit longer. Back this up a little bit. We should talk about the weather we had this year. Yeah. Because that's an important part of this whole story, right? Yeah. You want to remember the weather. I want to forget the weather. Yeah. It was, it wasn't overly wet. <laughs> it was dry. Yeah. What's our typical rainfall here? Uh, 11.4 inches of rain historically is what falls here over the course of the growing season. And we had this year? Uh, three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. And at the time of seeding, you got, yeah, like the only two substantial rainfalls that we actually had all year actually came in May. Yeah. Uh, one right in the middle of seeding and one right after we finished seeding. Yeah. Uh, but going through seeding, I would say that you couldn't ask for better seeding conditions. Moisture was absolutely perfect. Uh, we actually got to the point after that second uh, inch and a quarter that we got uh, where we were on the verge of being too wet. And then the tap turned off and things got really dry really quick. So... Which stratification of phosphorus now all of a sudden becomes a big problem. It's an issue. It's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, came in, swathed, and then combine using Waywagon again to get these results from it. Then we saw a response. We saw a response to that DFOS. Um, our control, so let's just say we had done nothing out there, had known no better. We were totally just happy with what we were getting, what we were doing. We got 50 bushels. Pretty good. All, th- all things considered, that's not bad. Canola. 
for the way things were. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty darn good. You know, for a crop that was living on dew and fog, you know, it, it turned out not too, too bad. Pretty good. I would even say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the working only ended up with, if you can believe it, almost exact same 49.8. If you want to get real Mm. statistically insignificant, insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very similar. The interesting one, the deep app, Treatment, 56.8 bushels, 6.8 bushels more. There's a response. We definitely saw a response to a statistically significant response. That one has an A beside it. The other ones have Bs. Yes. It was significant. So now I'm going to venture a guess as to why. Brood access, a little deeper in the soil, high level of moisture. We know that we're in a phosphorus deficient ground. We know that there's going to be a response to phosphorus. What might've been interesting on this, right, is let's say on our control, we'd done another strip somehow where we applied no phosphorus at all, right? But we've done these trials in the past. We know we get a phosphorus yeah, response, you're gonna get a phosphorus even response, to yeah. you know, not being that deep in the soil. We know we're getting some phosphorus response. Well, even when you look at the rest of the trials that we did this year, we know that we're getting yeah. phosphorus responses. So even if it wasn't included in that trial, we know that you could make a comfortable assumption that you yeah. would have had a little bit of a difference there too. The broadcast. That was surprising to me. We did see a response. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know in, in, in previous uh, work experience, I've uh, broadcast phosphate and alfalfa. Yeah. And actually got responses from broadcast and alfalfa. But, you know, the old rule of thumb where you got to apply three times the amount to get the, the result of putting it in a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were always grateful for whatever we got in uh, seed alfalfa production. But... You know, we, we would achieve something with putting, but it was a, a gross amount that we actually broadcast. Um, technically, you're not supposed to because it doesn't actually move in the soil, you know. Well, but does it move? A, it moves a little bit. Well, tenth of an inch or, or some would argue up to almost an inch a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could argue about that. Okay. But we're not going to. Probably For the sake of time. We'll call it chalk up the different soil conditions, but I mean, it moves slightly. But not leachable. It's not going to leach away no. or nothing like that. No. Could flow off the top. But the broadcast did. We had a 3.7 bushel response to broadcasting. That same amount of FOSS, mm-hmm. right? So it's 6.8 putting in the band deep, and we had 3.7 on the top, which, yeah, hmm. was interesting. So I think. Didn't help us know, under stratification, though. Over the course of the winter, I think it's going to be interesting when we crunch numbers and figure out. Because it, 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 it's a good thing it's a long term test. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to seed seed a different crop next year and see what kind of responses we get with that. Because if you were just counting the year that we actually put it down, I I would say that we did not get an economic response uh, to cover. Did, did you know I worked those numbers? Did you really? I did so. Oh, yeah, for you. What a keener. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to that actually right now. Okay, do that. Um, our control fertilizer cost was you know zeros across the board. Okay, so that was our level. The control zero. Deep application. So I said 1152 is. $1,050 metric ton. Uh, so it cost us $92 just for the fertilizer. Application cost, I said, was another $25 per acre. So in total, $117 per acre to apply that deep foss. Uh, our revenue increased based on $16 canola, which I think it's just slightly below that right now. That's going to get back. It's going to get there. Yeah. $16, you know, on that 6.8 bushel, we had $109. So in total on our deep application, we actually lost $8. Even if we had almost a seven bushel increase. On year one. On year one. Right. To your point of this is a multi-year trial yeah. where we've got those strips marked out. We're going to seed 
uh, perpendicular to them again, and then we're going to go and harvest those same strips again mm -hmm. for the next at least two years. Uh, the broadcast, uh, so it's a little cheaper to apply. You don't have to drag something through the ground, right? $10 application on that, same cost for the fertilizer. It was $102. Revenue increase was $59. So we, we were down $43. We have invested in that right now, mm -hmm. uh, down $43. Uh, worked only, no fertilizer at all, but it still costs us 20 bucks to work that ground up. Yeah. Uh, and technically we lost like 0.2 bushel. So $3 less. So it costs us $23 to put that in. Mm -hmm. Now, will that show up in the future? I don't know, but they're there. So we're, we're still down compared to our control on every treatment, even if we got a good yield response to it. But now is that phosphorus placed deeper in the soil going to be accessible for future crops? I'd like to make a guess. That's, that's the question. That's the question that we're going to yeah. find out in the next couple of years. But that's what we've got set up uh, here in St. Brew on that 25 acres. So I think that's going to be really interesting moving forward. Next year, we got wheat planned on there. Uh, and, you know, is there going to be that response to that deeper foss? Can we bust this whole stratification? Well, I'm hoping that we actually get the response. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. So that's what we got going on on, on phosphorus stratification. Uh, and... Oh, we're going to, we're going to look into it more. Is there other ways to battle strap? Is there anything else we can do? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That is a good question. We're open for comments. Yeah. Yeah. If you got ideas, please let us know. No, this is going to be a, it's going to be a good one. So I think that's, where we're going to end today's conversation on this. So, you know, tune in next episode where we're going to chat again on the agronomics of equipment and uh, yeah, get you growing again. Excellent. Thanks, Jeff.